Oh, yeah, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion was today. The NBA draft is going on. There's all sorts of wheeling and dealing going on today in the NBA. We're owning it today, but we got to tell you about what the heck went down in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion because I think, LZ, would you say this is the most anticipated reunion we've had in a very long time from a television perspective? Well, all of the popular shows have been getting back together for various reasons. Some have been just to try to help us get through you know, the pandemic early on. Mm-hmm. Others have been doing it for political fundraisers. Mm-hmm. I think the Fresh Prince is being put together simply because they all recognize what this show meant for the culture, for for the country. You know, obviously Will Smith at one point was the biggest movie star in the world, but it all started really with this little TV show and this project. And there we have a clip of him talking about the impact of James Avery who played, you know, Uncle Phil. And for a lot of people... Uncle Phil is the number one TV dad um, for a variety of reasons. His sense of humor, his timing, uh, the fact that he was a loving presence and involved in his children's lives. So uh, when he passed away, you know, a lot of us who were fans of the show really felt like we lost a loved one. So, Laura, would you mind uh, playing the clip with Will? Yeah. It's like, oh, come on, don't do this. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tatiana throwing me off. Um, and it's like when, when uh, it's like people don't, people don't even know when they're shaping you and yeah. forming you and yeah. crafting yeah. you. He knew. In that way. He I knew. No, he that's knew. what I'm saying. I think he, he knew. knew. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. There's yeah. some people that plant seeds. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. And they do it to anyone they come across. I mean, he, 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 was, he was proud of who he was. He was proud of his race. He was proud of the history of his race. Yes. And, you know, he could see it, you know, and it fell upon you, you know, it fell upon you to grab the reins. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Phil, man. I, I mean, look, as far as, like, I, I know he was the uncle, right? But in essence, a TV dad, right? Like, to your point, LZ, like, he was amazing at being that. And there are just certain guys when you think historically on television. And, and you know, you and I grew up in the era of network sitcoms, right? Yep. And, and there were a lot of them, right? Like, uh, whether, you know, you go back to the early 80s, right, where you had Mr. Drummond, right, in different strokes, mm-hmm. or uh, um, Michael Keaton on Family Ties, or Mr. Seaver and Growing Pains, who was Alan Thicke. May he rest in peace as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of different uh, people in those roles, but he was arguably the most prominent African-American in that role. Well, ab- absolutely, especially when you consider, you know, good times. You know, obviously he had a father, but he was a father that uh, didn't last the duration of the show for one. Right, right. And Florida then, Evans was really the main character of that she was the main show character. from a parent standpoint, yes. And the way that that father was written, while familiar to a lot of you know kids, particularly you know black kids, um, he was somewhat of a tyrant around the household. Right. Uncle Phil represented sort of like this new age of parenting mm-hmm. that you hadn't really seen from a black father on television before, where he, everything wasn't threatened with a belt or that he's going to hit his kids. He punished Will. He punished his kids. But he didn't necessarily threaten them with physical violence, and he was physically affectionate with his kids. And those were some of the biggest differences in terms of his representation on television than we've seen previously. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because to your point, yeah, in the 80s, 70s and 80s, it was like, 
girl, boy, I'm going to whoop you. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly, like, exactly. It, it was a lot of that. But you know what? Growing up in minority households, there was That's, a lot of that. And, and there by was the way, a lot I'm, of that. I'm sure it wasn't just minority households, but like we can speak for, to our own experiences. Yes. There were a lot of those moments, at least for me growing up. I mean, absolutely. And that huge scene, like one of the greatest moments, and, and, and I'm not even exaggerating, one of the greatest moments I feel in television history is when Will's biological father walks out on him again, yeah. and Will looks at Uncle Phil and says, how come he don't want me? Right. And there are so many kids, regardless of race, yeah. who didn't grow up with their dad, who have that question. Mm-hmm. And the way that Uncle Phil handled it yeah. in that moment the script writing, the direction, and obviously the performance, it's, it's one of the reasons why The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air meant so much to so many people. Yeah, agreed wholeheartedly, no doubt about it. Um, so cool stuff. I want to check it out, hopefully. Uh, maybe not today because of the draft. Maybe after the draft. I mean, we're on the West Coast. I may be able to sneak it in. There you go. Um, but, yeah, it, it is wild stuff. Uh, Greg, do you want to finish the game? Chip sure. or ship with the Lakers roster? We have, what, six more players to go? Yep, six more players to go, and LZ, we'll start with you on this one. Dwight Howard, chip or ship? Chip. chip. I don't know if he's going to stay because he might try and get paid, but I don't think we beat Denver in five if we don't have Dwight Howard on his team. And uh, Oh, sorry. So it, it just feels like to me that Jokic isn't going anywhere, Nurtrix isn't going anywhere, and Steven Adams isn't necessarily going anywhere yet. So you're going to need someone who's big and physical, even if they can't shoot threes, just to make sure that those big physical guys on the opposite teams, on the opponent's teams, don't take advantage of us. Yeah, I, I, I would say ship. I think whether it's Ibaka or Tristan Thompson, I would much ra- – I mean, we've had this discussion before, you and I. Um, I would much rather have any of those options over Dwight at this stage of his career. All right, this next guy, George, started off with you. He may not have a Twitter feed. But he's on our game show. Kyle Kuzma, chip or ship? Oh, man. This is actually tougher than I thought it would be. Um, I'm going to say chip only because at $3.5 million, I just, without Danny Green to attach to, and it looks like they're going to want to keep KCP, I just don't see a path where you can get a player. Of it, within that salary range, right, within that kind of three and a half to five million range, which you can trade him for to get you someone that can have similar impact. So just based on that alone, for as much as the passive aggressive stuff drives me nuts, for as much as the deactivating the Twitter and the look at me stuff drives me nuts, um, which is crazy to say about a kid who I never thought that would ever be the case when he first came into the league. Um I'm going to say Chip. I say you keep him. Ship. Dude gave you eight points on 34% shooting in the finals. He's supposed to be your third option. He tweets like he's his third option. He talks like he's the third option. But the more difficult the competition became, the less impactful he was. And I understand that that was his first foray into the playoffs in that you know, you can't expect a person going into the playoffs for the first time to get it right away. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And we all know I'm on a coos train. I don't need to explain myself. But LeBron James is going to be 36 years old. And eventually, he's actually going to look it. At some point, he's going to look it. And when he starts to look it, 
You need to have a squad that's ready. You need to have players who are ready. And what we saw in the postseason from Kuz, particularly the finals, he ain't ready. So let him go somewhere where he can get ready and let us get and be already be plugged in and ready to rock and roll. So I say ship. All right, I'm going to skip over a couple here, but we're going to keep going with ULZ. Markeith Morris, chip or ship? Ah, I would like to chip him. I would like to chip him. I don't know if we can, but I would like to chip him. I love his toughness. I love that he's a three-point shooter. I love the fact that we can start him at the five so that AD is comfortable staying at the four. Um, and I like the edge, and you need a squad with edge. Let's say you, George. I say chip. I like him. I, I do think that he is uh, – I think he's a, a championship-caliber role player. Like, I don't think there's any question about it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like him. He can shoot the ball. He's tough. He plays defense. He can rebound. Yes, um, he may have made an errant pass or did not catch a ball that cost them perhaps game five. It didn't matter in the long run. And he still played well, I thought, overall during the playoffs. He had more of a contribution in the playoffs than I thought he was going to have. So this one's going to be interesting. I don't. I think I know where George is going to go, but chip or ship, George, Dion Waiters. Oh, come on, man, chip. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Dion... Dion had every opportunity to take advantage of this opportunity. And, I mean, I guess he didn't mess it up, but he certainly didn't do anything to take it. Yeah, I'm going to agree, though. I There's a part of me that thinks he was just simply out of shape. You know, he hadn't played in a while. And, you know, that could take a lot out of you. But I'm okay with shipping. All right, then we'll make this the last one. And I know that he's probably not going to stay, but if it was your choice, LZ, start with you. Chip or ship, Rajon Rondo. Oh, chip. Chip. All the chips. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not irreplaceable, but it's hard to replace what he does. And some teams need to cobble together two guys to do with one playoff Rajon Rondo. And that speaks volumes. Um, I know a lot of people like to clown him for his inconsistent jump shot. But uh, he looked pretty damn good in the finals to me. He looked good during the entire postseason run to me. And I love his decision making. So I would like to keep Rondo, though I don't think we can. Uh, look, I appreciate his contributions, and I think they were bigger, to LZ's point, than maybe any of us anticipated, but I'm going ship. I, I, first of all, I think he's leaving, and I, I think Dennis Schroeder is just a better version of him at this stage, so I'm okay with it already. So, is that it? Yep, that, that'll do it for chip or ship. You didn't okay. ask us about LeBron. <laughs> or, or, AD. <laughs> or Anthony or Davis. Yeah. Oh, I knew what you were going to say go? about JaVale McGee, so I was going to let that one just go. Yeah. yeah. Um, coming up next... Bobo gave us some thoughts on some potential Lakers targets. We'll tell you who she said in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. LZ, let me ask you a question. Sir. Why wasn't this song to the right to the right? I don't know. <laughs> why? Why? What? What's to the right? What would be to the right? What is to the left? So let's think about this. To the left, to the left, to the right, to the right. Yeah, I think it's just simply it's just a phonetics thing, right? Right, because, you know, there have been songs that go, you know, uh, to the left, to the right, you know, let's slide, slide, right? We've had that song, you that know? That's true, that's true. But the real thing is, I do believe this might be the third day that she's played this song in a row. Is it? Is Laura going through some stuff right now? Laura, is something happening? Laura? Not Laura's at all. On, I was I was caught off guard. Beyonce's always a good, you know, go-to song. So I was like, boom, let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Maybe she's having some trouble on the dating apps because she's pushing Listen, everyone just, to the I'm left. I'm just saying, babe, if you if you need to talk. Wait, hold up, Greg. Because you, you and your man's done split or something, <laughs> and you're going through some stuff, letting them know that, you know, you're you're replaceable. Oh, they all are. Let's get that right. <laughs> Man, do you tell them that on the first date or do you lead them on first and then around the fifth day, just letting you know you're replaceable? I mean, you don't drop it like that, but you let them know, like, if you messed up, you out. <laughs> I mean, well, you How don't... do you let them know? I'm curious. What do you do <laughs> to send the cues to let the brother know he's on his way out? What's going on in the draft? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Laura. No, like, honestly, all jokes aside... I mean, you just got, look, I know where I'm at in my life, so I don't got time to play games. So you just let them know, like, okay, this is where I'm going. If you're not with it, like, there's a door. To the left, to the left. Yeah, plain and simple. Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I'm fair just enough. letting you know, I know you've played this song three days in a row, so I figure you were going to I know, there, there is, that is, that is a great uh, observation, LZ. I didn't even think about, I didn't even notice that it was three days in a row. I know we had played it earlier this week, but I didn't know it was three days in a row. Yeah, I, I think you can't slide nothing past story. us. I saw uh, that. There, <laughs> no we, more you know, Beyonce. <laughs> one of us, one of us, gonna gonna figure something out. You know what I mean? So uh, you're good at your job, guys. You're good at your job. I'll give you guys that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're paying attention to you now. Yeah, got our eyes on you. Yeah, and our ears. Um, so LZ Momo said that there could be some big men on the way if Dwight Howard isn't a Laker. You know, obviously they'll kick the tires on Serge Ibaka, who's been flirting, as we talked about yesterday. Um, she threw out Marcus Soule's name as a possibility. Now, I don't think you're feeling that one, right? I am not. Um, he's slow. <laughs> I mean, what more can I say? He's a slow big man um, who's, a, who's a fine three-point shooter, mm -hmm. but I just think – you know, you got the best out of him in that championship run for Toronto where the initial boost of excitement kind of carried him over. And now, you know, father time hasn't, isn't catching him up, has caught him. And I would much rather, you know, go after Serge, bring back Dwight. I would rather have a kid, mm -hmm. you know, who, who is either in the second round or doesn't get drafted and you bring him in and right. you try to work with him than a, you know, aged body like Marcus Saul who can't get up and down the floor at the pace that you perhaps would like. Yeah. Um bring back to Marcus Cousins before you bring in uh Marcus Saul. Right. That's fair. Um and I and that might be a possibility too. But you know, Mark's first year in Toronto when he got traded um to Toronto, what now 
a year or technically more than a year ago, but uh, two seasons ago, right? Let's just call it that. (laughs) Um, He was excellent for them. Like there was no question about that. Um, You know, in 25 minutes, he shot the ball incredibly well from three. He was like 44% from three Mm -hmm. with Toronto. He's, He's still one of the most gifted passers we've ever seen from a a big man, right? Like, I don't think there's any question. Like, I don't think he's lost that. But, you know, this was a man at one point in his career was the defensive player of the year, uh, you know, going back five, six, seven years ago. And, you you know, he's not that anymore, but he still uh, has kind of that veteran savvy. He's still a pretty good defender. Uh, Health has been a problem, though, to your point. Um, I I think it just depends on what the role is. Like, is he the is he the third big guy behind AD and another person? Then I'm okay with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, on a minimum deal, then I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I mean, the cost of bringing him in is, you know, definitely is one factor to all of this. Right. But it's also about how are you going to play when he's on the floor? Right. What does he give you? Mm-hmm. Even at this stage of his career, what can you envision? Well, he's a great passer, so you know you're getting the ball moving for sure. So you're saying that the game is going to have to be slowed down in order for him to be a contributor. Right? Yeah. Like, So it's like, okay, so those times in which you're trying to slow the game down, so that means probably those are the times in which LeBron is not on the floor, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to be able to slow it down, make sure you eat up a lot of clock because you don't want a lot of offensive possessions for your opponent mm-hmm. because you don't have your, your, your big dog out there to control things. So in that scenario, then maybe, then maybe. But I would much rather allow a young player to get some run for those 10 to 15 minutes. I would much rather have a DeMarcus Cousins who can do more than Marcus Gasol. I would much rather bring back Dwight, who we know what he can do because he helped contribute to our 52-win season and a championship. Mm-hmm. Mark, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just I looked at him last year and I was like, go oh, on. Oh man, you 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 about done. Yeah, I uh I I get it. I get it. But, you know, a minimum. Remember, it's a minimum, right? Like you, you don't you you're all, you, the expectations are lower. And, and again, it just if he's your only big or your or in your rotation right after AD or if he's your starter next to AD, I don't love it. But as like a, you know, third big I'm okay. I think you could do worse even potentially, but I, I totally understand your concerns. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now if he's on the team, you know, I'm going to love him and the whole thing is like, welcome home though. It wasn't home because you actually would never really play. You were drafted, but you never played for us. But I would say welcome back and all that good stuff. I'm actually in a conversation right now on Twitter with the jump producer, Danny. Oh, Danny. Yeah. Danny Corrales. Yes. Yeah. And we're talking about which gym was it because it's only one that's acceptable. And that was ex- and I was like, dude, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, whichever gym downtown that Clay Thompson got hurt at, there's only one gym that's acceptable for an NBA player to be on. So if he was messing around with any of those other courts, man, that's just that's insult to injury right there. It really is. Because there's really only one court in downtown LA where a player who gets play who paid rather to play ball should be playing on anything else you're just asking for trouble yeah poor clay thompson for those that don't know clay thompson the right leg injury while working out in downtown la and um word was that he couldn't put any pressure on it leaving the court it's just a terrible terrible spot man you know 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely, for a variety of reasons. Him personally, the franchise, obviously, and then just his overall impact on the NBA because that's just one less storyline that may be able to drive people in front of their screens, whatever screen they happen to be watching the game on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and to your point earlier, right, like the Warriors are a big draw from like a uh, television standpoint. And without Clay, if it's just Steph and Draymond, even with Wiseman, like, you know, maybe they're fighting for like a seven or eight seed, right? Like they're not yeah. – we had – if they were healthy, we were talking about them in the top four, like pretty guaranteed, yeah. you know? Yep, absolutely. We got some breaking news on the trade here. Okay. Do-do-do, Ricky Rubio is heading back home. Yeah, to Minnesota. I saw that. To, to Soda. Yeah. I think that's, that's going to help them tremendously. Yeah. They, and that also means that if he's going to Minnesota, that's one less option for like the Clippers who need a point guard. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. The point guard options are interesting. Do you think anyone kicks the tires on Russ? Any of those contenders? Or are they just scared off by the, the story that was out there that he wants to kind of run the show again? Um, I think if you're a championship contender, you have a point guard. It's hard for me to envision you honestly thinking you can win a chip when you don't have a floor general already picked out. That's kind of like, it's like saying we're a Super Bowl caliber team, but you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> you're not a Super Bowl caliber team. Mm-hmm. That's that's the first base. So I, I, I don't believe that the Clippers are going to gut their team to try and bring in you know Westbrook. And I don't believe, the, the obviously the Lakers don't need them. And when you look out east, it's like, Who's going to give up all that talent that the Houston may want to bring in Westbrook? Well, they're not going to want a ton happening. of talent for Westbrook. They want a ton of talent for Harden. I, I, don't, I just don't see it happening. Well, you know, if that Drew Holiday deal doesn't go through anymore because of this crazy Bogdanovich story, uh, and if you don't know what the hell we're talking about, we'll tell you about that on the other side. Maybe that's a place for us. Uh, but real quick, uh, we're going to break. We're going to be back in two and a half minutes. But first, let me tell you about the six virtual keys that are left, okay? Actually, now five. Pardon me. Five virtual keys left in the 710 ESPN month of giving. Uh, Gary Rubens of Calabasas won a virtual key today. Do you want your virtual key each and every weekday? You listen to Mason in Ireland where they give out the destination of the day during the 3 o'clock hour. Hopefully, you write it down. You come back to us in the 5 o'clock hour here on Sedano and LZ. Listen for Sal Gonzalez to give you the cue to call. When you hear it, be caller number 7 in that 5 o'clock hour uh, with the correct destination of the day, and you can win a virtual key that could start a brand-new 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda with $1,000, a grand in the glove box. So take a road trip on us. It's the 710 ESPN Month of Giving. All right, we'll be back in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, yeah. Sedano and LZ with you here. Come on. Is Mark Anthony K on it coming on now? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You never know. Um LZ, 
Yes, sir. We have hit the uh, portion of the draft where we are uh, going on a run on uh, international prospects. All right. Yeah. We're, you know, there's always that run in the middle, like the first, uh, in the middle of the first uh, round. So we're in that run right now. Uh, Alexej Pukesevsky, Pokusevsky from Serbia going to Minnesota, which is kind of like Serbia weather-wise. Yeah, it should be very comfortable. Yeah. Should be very, very comfortable. <laughs> um, which One is local the- guy just got traded. Who? Landry Shamit. Oh, really? To the, to the Nets for the number 19th pick. Oh. According to a Woj bomb that was just tweeted oh. out less than a minute ago. Wow. So the Nets get a shooter. Nets uh, get which a shooter. Is interesting. And, uh, and they'll probably bring him off the bench, right? You, I well, I guess we so. don't know what the hell that team's going to look like, so we don't know yet. Because um, in theory, well, I guess in theory, you could play him with Kyrie and Kevin, for sure, um, to start. I mean, the Clippers did plenty of that when he was healthy. So, But I guess it also depends on what happens with Harden, right? <laughs> so, so I think Man. there's some of that. Uh, so I think Russ could be on the move today, LZ. I think Russ gets traded tonight. Where does your gut tell you? Well, it's going to be one of those teams that he can kind of, like, take over, right? Like, as we discussed earlier. So the Knicks. No, I, it has to be a team that's, like, a playoff team or, like, a fringe playoff team. So, like, I'm going to say Orlando. You know, they're always, like, the eighth seed. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah. I can, I can see that. I'm going to um, guess Orlando. It's so wild because he is so gifted. Yeah, but his game is aging differently. He's so gifted. You know, his it, it, now he played great, I thought, um, when he stopped shooting threes, right? Like basically January, February, and March, he was excellent. Um, but then he had the injuries – and I actually think he's better than what he showed in the playoffs. Because remember, he was coming off COVID. He had the quad yep. injury. He was trying yep. to play through all that. I think he, to your point, I think he is still very gifted. Uh, I actually think that if he goes to a team like that and gets them into the playoffs, that a contender will look at that, that salary a year from now and say, well, there's only two years left. We didn't hit on the crazy 21, 2021 free agency. Maybe we'll trade for Russ. Like one of the contenders that was like had cap space and was like, oh, we didn't get Giannis or Kawhi or Paul or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're like, you know, maybe Russ can help us. Like, I think that's what he needs to do. He needs like a rehab year, basically, like Chris Paul just did. I mean, yeah, but he's never been as good as Chris Paul. No. So what is he bouncing back to? Well, you know what it, I'm saying? Like his athleticism can... hasn't gone anywhere. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is he doesn't need a bounce back year. He needs a maturation year. Mm. You know, I don't I don't, know, I, don't I don't know if he has has fully accepted what Where it he's means at to, in, to in yeah, and yeah. what and what it means to be a, a a point guard for a team that needs you to set them up. He's still really busy getting his own. Yeah, yeah, there is that. There is that. But maybe after a year of doing that again and then realizing, oh, I got bounced in the first round, (laughs) maybe he's like, yeah, maybe I'm I'm better off going back on a contender. You see what I'm saying? Like, 
maybe that that potential year if he goes to one of those type of teams, Orlando, Charlotte, whatever. You know what I mean? Like those type of teams. And he has one more like year of just triple doubling for no reason. Right. Right. Just going nowhere fast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, if I had, to, if I was putting bets down now in Vegas, Orlando is the second team, like behind the Knicks as far as odds. So I would say Orlando is a good bet if I were betting. I could see that. Yeah. You know, especially if they still got Gordon and you know, was it Vujicic is down there? Not Vujicic, but um, uh, Vucevic. Yeah. Vucevic. I knew it was yeah. a Vu and an itch. Somewhere. Yeah. Who went to USC? Yeah. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Laura just Good booed. Why did you boo? Are you not a USC fan? No, Bruins, UCLA fan. Really? Yeah. I always I liked no you, idea. Laura. <laughs> I had no idea that that was the case. I am not an Yeah, Jorge is a big USC guy, so we would always uh, make Briones, fun of each other. Yeah, yeah. Briones, I had yeah. no. Did you know she was a UCLA fan, LZ? Because I had no idea. No, I had no idea. Well, you know. She only pipes up when there's something to talk about. And as a UCLA fan, there's really nothing to talk about. <laughs> That's, That's why she didn't point. know before. Yeah, that is an excellent My point. mic is coming <laughs> up. Although basketball is supposed to be tight this year. I think they're ranked yeah. 20th coming in. Yeah, well. 22, but they're they're supposed to be the best team in the Pac-12. They're supposed to win the Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah. We should, we should have Mick, uh, Mick Cronin on at some point when we get closer. That's we a good talk idea. To him. Um, so, which is the crazier scenario today, LZ? The fact that oh. Al Horford got traded and that Philly had to attach a first and a second rounder to unload him. Now, they did get Danny Green back, but, you know, whatever. Um, or the fact that Bogdan Bogdanovich, not Drew Holiday, Bogdan Bogdanovich basically said, Nah, dog, I ain't going to Milwaukee. Nobody told me about that. I never gave the go-ahead to be included in some deal to Milwaukee. I'm testing free agency. Y'all find someone else, Milwaukee. Like, which is the crazier scenario here? That. Yeah. The one you just described. Because it has bigger ramifications potentially with Giannis. Because the ramifications, you know, the tentacles on this thing are are so huge. Yeah. And and it's it's a a self-inflicted wound that could have easily have been avoided. Right. And now they got egg on their face. Like, I literally thought Vladi was still there. That's why I asked you before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, this is something Vladi would do. Right. But, you know, apparently not. Common sense is not common. Yeah. Um, The duty is in the details, man. It it, it is. Like, you need to – and. But to your point, LZ, what was it you said earlier when I said that, you know, it's all in the details, but you said it's the what what paragraph you said? It was the – the first I mean, paragraph that this is the stuff of the first paragraph. This is this yeah. Is, this this is the this is not even like fine print details. Yeah, this yeah. is like you know when you go to the doctor and they give you a prescription. This is the instructions on what to take and yeah. how to take it. Like it's in big bold print. Like I don't even understand how they missed something so simple as to check whether or not the restricted free agent was cool with this. Right. And <laughs> if you're Milwaukee, why didn't you ask to talk to his agent if this was all happening? None of this is good. I mean, Giannis was already probably going to Miami anyway. But don't make him go to Miami feeling justified. At least let him go to Miami second-guessing himself. This this reminds me – you know what this reminds me of a lot of? What's that? When the Cleveland Cavaliers screwed up the Paul George trade oh, yeah. because of Dan Gilbert. Yeah. Dan Gilbert and said then, no to Paul George and, and yeah. but because he wanted LeBron to commit contractually. Right. 
Yes. And and so instead of having Paul George and LeBron, they end up trading away their one asset to bring in an injured Isaiah Thomas because Kyrie didn't want to play there anymore. And remember, do you remember we had that conversation about Isaiah? I'm like, LeBron don't love Isaiah, man. And then we were, I was laughing because remember, who was it that hit? Somebody hit a game winner when they yes. that year. And everybody was jumping with down, cheering, and Isaiah. And LeBron hugged everybody but Isaiah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, see, he don't love Isaiah like that. <laughs> and I was, I was fighting it, man, because I didn't want it to be that hard and that cold on young fella. So I was like, no, George, you exaggerate, man. He just didn't see him because he's so short. And and now when you look back at it, you were like, damn. <laughs> he was he like, didn't love and, him and like that, that really was, and Bron probably really was like going, so you done traded away the one little asset that we had for this mess. Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm out of here, dog. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. And that's what Giannis is probably thinking. Yeah. Y'all, y'all couldn't make a phone call to figure this out? That my boy didn't want to come here because we couldn't pay him like that? Right, and that's worse because him and Giannis are friends. Yes. Do you imagine how that phone call must have gone? Dude. Like, dog, I love you, but not that much. Not that much? And because I don't here's the him. thing. For people that don't understand, Atlanta is supposedly hot on Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings. He was making nine, nine almost $10 million this year as a restricted free agent. And... The most Milwaukee can offer him, according to our Bobby Marks, is $14.65 million. Now, granted, a hell of a lot of money, but Atlanta can offer him up like closer to twenty. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't care how tight you are, if you've never been paid, because Bogdanovich came to the league at 24, 25 years old, he's 28 now. This is probably his only chance to get a big contract. So I don't care how tight you are with dudes. You ain't costing yourself, perhaps, for over four years, $20 million? Nah, man. It's, it's, I mean, and I don't think anyone would blame him for wanting to get paid. Right. The question is, why didn't, now correct me if I'm wrong, like this Monty McNair guy, that's the GM, right? Monty Morris, yeah, I think. Monty Morris? Is it Morris or McNair? I thought it was McNair. It could be McNair. Go ahead. Anyway, the point being is that. No, Monty Morris, Denver Nuggets, man. My bad. Monty McNair, you're right. (laughs) Okay, so, and his background, like, he was a football player and, like, a stats and analytics guy, right? Like, he wasn't, like, an NBA lifer, and he certainly wasn't, like, a a traditional NBA GM. So, there's a good chance he just didn't know. (laughs) Right. Right? He just didn't know. Like, he's a stats guy, he's an analytics guy, and he's a former football player. He may not have known that this was a caveat or just a, a minor detail, minute little like little thing he needed to do, and and ended up blowing up the entire thing because he didn't know. And you're sitting here like going, "I can make an excuse for him. This is his first time doing this, right? And it's not his background." Yeah. However, you Milwaukee. Well, but no, but wait. I mean, it is. I mean, he was with the Rockets for like a decade. It wasn't like he'd only been with them for a minute. Yeah, but wasn't he like a stats guy? He was. He well, wasn't he like in the, GM. in the analytics department, but he was the assistant GM in starting in 2018. It wasn't like he was. A, now Daryl was making all the moves. Yeah, but, it's not, so, but you got to be in the room at least, don't you? And pick up something. I'm going to assume that if you are an analytics guy and you were an assistant GM to Daryl for like a season and a half or whatever, and Daryl's making all the moves, that there's a good chance you don't know about this part of the deal. For, yeah, okay, maybe. I'll give you that. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. 
because I can't give Milwaukee that benefit of the doubt. I don't know what they were doing. Right. They should have. Yeah. They should have known better. Yeah. And That's now, crazy. if they didn't know that Giannis was leaving before, they should definitely know he's leaving now, and they should probably trade him. Right. Get right. Bam. Get Tyler Hero. Do the trade. Chalk it up as we're a small market team that did good, and we're going to try and keep doing good. Yeah. But we can't keep Giannis. Yeah. And accept that and move on. Yeah, we got a break, LZ, but we do have a, a Woj bomb, which we'll have on the other side. We'll get that to you. Plus, our crosstalk with Cap next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you here. Scotty Cap joining us. So we've got, uh, LZ, you had mentioned the Clippers had uh, traded uh, Landry Shamit to the Nets for the 19th pick. What's well, a three-way deal with Luke Kennard going back to the Clippers. So the Clippers are getting uh, Luke Kennard in that particular deal. So there you go. Scotty Cap, how the hell are you? Uh, pretty good. How are you guys doing tonight? Not bad. I was hearing uh, about the um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion and picking yes. up on that. What? What's? I feel like I'm a little out of the loop on this. Can you fill me in? Um, well, sure. The cast members, all except for Uncle Phil, of course, from the show all got together to kind of, you know, recap their journey. And, you know, one of the reasons why it was so anticipated is because of the importance the show had, you know, not just in terms of like American culture, but African-American culture in particular, because, you know, Will Smith was a rapper and he did good with a network TV show that was really popular. And they touched on topics that normally were, you know, overlooked, including being overlooked on, like, you know, A Different World and The Cosby Show. They didn't touch some of those topics that Will Smith did and that the, the cast and crew from The Fresh Prince did. So it's just really good just to see them back together, reminiscing, like all the other shows that have been getting back together over the course of, uh, you know, the summer because of the pandemic. So, and the fact that they, that they broadcast during the NBA Finals, you know, brings back those memories of, you know, Will playing on a high school basketball team. And we all know about Carlton missing that shot so badly and how hilarious it was. So I, I, I was glad they did it today. So is this like a sit-down where they just all sit as themselves? They don't, they're not like redoing an episode of the yeah, show, Yeah, they're not right? doing an episode. They're, they're having a conversation. That sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, in the house too, which was cool. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so uh, and Carlton, he was there? Carlton's there. He wasn't dressed like Chris Paul, though, so I think he was doing the real Carlton thing. Okay. Was he dressed like little Michael Jackson? Nope. 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 He was just like a grown-up. Mm. What's his yeah. name? Alfonso Ribeiro. Alfonso yeah. Ribeiro. Yeah. Yes. He's not being drafted. I'm not being drafted, apparently, if you listen to George and his analysis. However. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm eligible next year, too. Um, however, there have been a lot of picks. Any surprises for you, Cap? Um, I'm, I want to see... LeVar Ball play Michael Jordan one-on-one because LaMelo goes to Charlotte. Is that going to happen? Well, LZ, 
You had him on. <laughs> it, it was it was your show, right? Sports Nation, where he said he could beat Michael Jordan. No, right? no, I think that was uh, first, first take. take. Oh, okay. yeah, when yeah. he said he could beat Michael Jordan one on one, and then someone pointed out that he averaged like three points a game or something like that when he was in college. But I will say this though: him and Marcellus. You remember Marcellus? He yeah. was nice, about yay tall, played football for a little bit. Um, that dude. I wonder what happened went, to Marcellus. You know, I don't know. I you know I hope they find him. Um, they played one on one in the studio, right? And and Levar kind of dunked on him. But the thing that Marcellus was telling me was that he's incredibly strong. Like he was moving Marcellus, a former you know Pro Bowl football player, and he was moving him because Levar is that strong. So I will say, you know, he's not beating Michael Jordan, but I don't know if Michael Jordan's backing him down. <laughs> I don't know if I have any surprises because I look at this draft and I think if you're a Laker fan, aren't you happy that you have no interest in this draft? I mean, essentially, right? Of course. You know, you're, you've won the championship. You've traded out of the first round. You don't even, you don't even care about this draft. I, I mean, you don't like, care about the draft, but you do care about the night. Right, because you just don't know what's going to happen. That's kind of exactly. the exciting part. Exactly. I did think this was kind of an interesting story. Did you guys see the sixth pick to Atlanta? Is a kid, um, I don't the know. The kid from many. USC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you say his name? Do you know how to say it? Onyeka. I should know this. I don't know how to say it. Okongwu. Yeah, Onyeka Okongwu. I, really? Yeah, Onyeka Okongwu. Okay, Look good. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so this young man was on the same Chino Hills high school state championship team Correct. as the Ball Brothers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they played AAU together, I believe, too. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. You know, two guys, so, same high so, school basketball team? So apparently he can ball, pun intended. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anything else? I thought, uh, oh, um, Cole Anthony, Greg Anthony's son. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see him get drafted? We did. Um, Spike Lee was in the house. I did not notice that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Sp- yeah, Spike Lee was there hanging out with, with the Anthony family. That's and when funny. They, when they, were dark, well, Greg was a Nick. Yeah, yeah, and we all know Spike loves the Knicks. Right, and, and so when, when they went to this kid, they're like, so, hey, you know, uh, it's been kind of a rough year with injuries for you, and the kid just broke down, could not control himself, hysterical crying, you know? Yeah. It's amazing how emotional all these guys are. Yeah, well, Greg was, yeah, Greg was uh, very emotional, too, so it was... Okay. Um, I was emotional when, uh, you know, I signed to start the morning show. <laughs> I just wasn't on TV. Yeah, <laughs> LZ. To, no, but in all seriousness, LZ sent me a text from the U.S. Open actually uh, that he was covering uh, when the morning show was created back in 2016. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. Like, yeah. like I I don't know what it's like to be drafted yet. You know, I'm still holding out hope, but I do know what it's like to have your dreams come true, and it's an emotional thing, you know. And it's like when my son graduated from college. Like, I wasn't Denzel. No, 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 no. I gave you full-on Viola Davis, snot, tears. Like, I was a wreck because that was, like, always my dream. My son graduated from college. And when it happened, it was just, like, this huge relief. So I can only imagine you bust your ass for 10, 12, 13 years, all the sacrifices your parents have to make for traveling to AAU and all that stuff, and finding your dreams come true. Yeah. Hell, yeah, you better be emotional. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
And, um, but what's kind of, what I kind of like about it is, you know, these are sort of the best of the best. And, you know, the international is very interesting to me. Like they just had this kid in Greece, but he's from Serbia. And, and the whole family is like sitting around this table in this little like dining room in this apartment in Greece. I'm like, that's just fascinating that the kid is over there and, and we've got a camera in his place. Um, but it's not like these kids who were, were the best of the best. They were the you know, top 50 players. They could have gone to any school they wanted to. It is amazing how emotional they are rather than having like this, um, like, like feeling in, in, uh, entitled as if, oh, well, of course I was going to be drafted in the first round. Naturally, I've been top player in the country since I'm a sophomore in high school. But, yeah, they're all super emotional. It's kind of cool. It's entertaining. I'm actually enjoying the draft tonight. I don't yeah, know who man. anybody is, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, for sure, man. No doubt. Uh, what do you got uh, coming up on your show there tonight, Cap? Well, I'm going to talk some, uh, some NFL tonight because tomorrow night, huge game, obviously, between Seattle and Arizona. But coming up, if you look around the weekend, besides the Rams and the Bucks, which will finish things off on Monday, how about Sunday night between the Raiders and the Chiefs? So Lincoln Kennedy, longtime offensive lineman of the Raiders, and now their color commentator on radio. Lincoln Kennedy is going to be here tonight. Um, I did send out a tweet, LZ, and you were kind enough to retweet it. And I tweeted that Lincoln Riley is going to talk about the Raiders, not Lincoln Kennedy. And mm. Lincoln Riley's the coach at Oklahoma. He's not coming on tonight to talk about the Raiders, just so you know. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I'm glad well, you then clarified I'm un- Then I'm going to unretweet it then. I, um, I, I, I deleted like I it. I deleted it because I felt like such a jerk. Like, I, I typed in Lincoln. Riley came up. I just went with it, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> by the way, the Lakers last year, Cap did not have a pick in the second round and bought in and took Taylor Norton Tucker. So be ready. That could happen at any point during your show. I will be watching. I've got it on. I've got it on everywhere. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Rams tonight, George, and also, you know, the COVID situation there and, and what that means to the preparation for the game against Tampa. And then later on, as the draft comes to an end, I'll, I'll, we'll see what happens along the way and uh, any impact it might have because Eric Pincus is going to be here, who is a writer for the Lakers from Bleacher Report. So we're loaded. We got a lot to talk about tonight. All right, locked and loaded. I love it. Cap, have a great show, man. Back to you, man. Have a good night. All right, you yes, too. Sir. LZ, excellent work as always. Great work for you too, brother. Now, if I'm not here tomorrow, it's because a trade happened and they scooped me up. Oh, okay. You know. Okay, thanks for, for the heads up. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Greg, I'm pretty sure LZ's going to be here tomorrow, so just, just be ready, okay? Okay, great. All right, excellent. Uh, Greg and Laura, great work as well. Uh, thank you guys uh, who tuned in, uh, who called in. Uh, Thanks to Momo for joining us as well. Cap is up next. Have a great night. See ya.